2: to Sikuninska. This is the podcast where I set okay to not be okay. I'm Johnny Seifert and every I'm joined by a very special guest. My guest today is a friend of the podcast and more or less a co-host with the amount of appearances he has had. He's your friend and mine, a presenter when Roman Kemp doesn't take his jobs, a DJ on Hits Radio, the star of Made in Chelsea, and the host of the brilliant Staying Relevant podcast. And it's with thanks to After 8s, he's back again. I'm delighted to welcome back to Sukuninsko. It's my dear friend, Sammy T, Sam Thompson. Hello, mate. Hello, pal. Staying Relevant. Last time you came on, which was about October time, you hadn't done a podcast, you hadn't told me about it. Suddenly, a week later, the podcast drops. I am obsessed. Every Monday morning, I listen to the podcast. In the afternoon, it's Jamie and Habs uh, with their uh, newlyweds. But you and Pete come first. This podcast is revolutionary to the podcast world.
1: Oh mate, that
3: is one of the nicest things I've ever been. To. you know what? I, so we've actually got um got a guy here who's helping us out with some some plumbing stuff. And um he was in here yesterday and he came in, came in and went, Max, want to say I love the podcast. And you saying that as well. Like like you know, I've been in this, I mean you know this, I've been in this industry for, for a while now. And um, I think it's one of the proudest. That moments when people like yourself especially yourself make you in the game but like you know when other people as well like say out of their own back like I love the podcast it honestly
2: mate it means so much Well, what's the secret because there has to be a secret as to why four episodes in it just works
3: I'm gonna big it up right because it deserves to be big I knew that this with this was you know this was meant to be a tv show and and we talk about it in the first episode of the podcast. So me and Pete, because I can't take full credit for this, me and Pete basically um came together and we were like, you know what it's like, Johnny. You know, this is the perfect person to talk to, actually. But like, you know what it's like in this industry. Like, people come and go, talent like you know comes and goes. You go and do Love Island, you have two years, you're gone. You, do you main chelsea you do this you've gone like it's very hard to like stick around and actually find out what it is you love to do so for example i love my radio job that is just the job i want to do for the rest of my life but like it took me a very long time to know that's what i wanted to do and in the period of years that i didn't quite know what i wanted to be or what i wanted to do in this industry we've done a lot of stuff that like it's hilariously embarrassing. And you know, a TV doesn't really know where it's going next. If it's not a dating show, Johnny, like what like what do people actually watch if it's not a reality show, if it's not a dating show? We were like, people literally look up the Daily Mail online and all this, like before they even get out of bed. And we were like, there's got to be something in like creating a comedy about this industry in particular. Because, you know, from back in the day, we used to watch The Office, Johnny, and um, the reason that everyone used to love the office because it was so relatable to their lives, right? Because everyone was so used to the office life, but now everyone's so used to this industry. Like, it's like everyone's in it, you know? It doesn't matter whether you're actually, everyone's in PR now or marketing, everyone gets events that everyone goes to and, and you know, like brand deals and all these kinds of things. Like the, the viewer is so clued up that we wanted to create a comedy about behind the curtain and about what it's actually like and sort of like different situations we've been in. And uh, in true staying relevant fashion, no channel wanted it. <laughs> so we were like, we're gonna start a podcast instead.
2: Well, it's very interesting. That first episode, and it's weird because I was on a cruise when that first episode came out. And so I can vividly picture I was in the gym and I only went to the gym once on the whole cruise ship because I did my walking. And that one time was when that first episode came out and I listened to it. And you're talking about the commissioners and how there's commissioner days that you go to see a commissioner and uh, you know you talk about what you're up to and if you want to do something, whatever. And I was listening to a podcast with Kevin Ligo, the head of ITV yesterday. Oh, yeah. And he was talking about ITVX, which is this brand new hub. But you know the ITV hub's come away and he's saying, yeah. well, look, how do we make new shows for ITV that keep an audience, how do they stay relevant to come in as like a new Netflix? And it's, you know, making a drama a little bit more gritty. It's making reality show a little bit more sexy. You know, there's those little things and you're right with podcasts, you've got that freedom. Having that freedom though means that you've got to self-censor yourself because no one is censoring you for you. Mm-hmm. Obviously, you know the industry and obviously you're very respected. And You know, you've got your radio show. There's a very clear line though about staying relevant and not going over to the other side of being too cheeky. so like for yeah. example you might mention Gemma owens being papped at something it looks like a setup show that's yeah hard. yeah where's that line for you because i know you beep a lot of stuff out but comedy is comedy and at the end of the day we want to know what's behind that fourth wall yeah where is that line for you sam
3: so that's a great question mate so so i actually don't want to beat things out i'm the one who's literally like no let's just let it be known it's it's not the biggest deal and Pete is like, no, we've got to beep it out, mate, because, you know, you don't want to be those kind of people who just, like, out people. But for me, the line is, and this is how I've always approached everything with comedy, and it's self-deprecation. So as long as we're doing it to each other more than we do it to anyone else, it's everyone's fair game. So as long as, you know, Pete will call me out, I mean, he, he you know what it's like, Johnny, he rinses me for absolutely everything. And as long as we keep that, and as long as I'm the butt of all the jokes and he's the butt of all the jokes, I mean, we might turn around to be like, oh, this person's done a set up pap shop. But caveated with that is like Pete being like, I got offered a TV show called Save My Sperm. <laughs> like, like I, I'm old and they know that I'm old. And so it's like self-deprecation over everything else. Because that's why we originally did the podcast. It's basically, not to mug anyone off. It's to make light about the fact that this industry is hilarious. It's funny, mate. Like, if you really think about it, everyone just prances around, like just going to like these different events, like pretending they've got the best lives and all these kind of things. Unless you actually want to do a proper job in the industry. I would say this to anybody, mate, who wants to be, you know, on on TV. I, I would always say, look, what do you want to actually do because otherwise you're going to find yourself lost and um and that's what i find we find so funny is that a lot most people in this industry us included for a lot of it didn't know what the hell you want to do so you just sort of like swan about not really with any aim at all and just sort of like it's hilarious when you look at it from outside the goldfish vault
2: well, it's funny, because if you think about those Mail Online events, uh, sorry, the events that then end up in the Mail Online, and you and I have been to many, many, and it's funny now that you're getting all these influencers going, and they're known for TikTok, but they're not famous. And so you've got the TV people who people do know, but then you've got these people who, you know, it's freezing cold at the moment, they will go with nothing on, just so that they're seen with, you know, everything on show, and you're like, it's freezing cold, what are you doing? They don't get picked up, but they're the ones who are filming every little second of it, not enjoying the actual moment. They think they're more famous than the TV people. The TV people are like, we've been to a hundred of these envelopes this week. Why am I here? I want to go home. And it's like, no one really knows how to stay relevant in that situation.
3: Well, this is the beauty of it, mate. I think it's a, it's, it's hilarious because you get people from the digital side. I think digital is a lot more powerful than TV. Look, Johnny, TV will always have a special place in our hearts for sure, because we're of a certain age and we grew up on TV and all that, right? And we love our reality TV. But like the younger people than me and you, digital is, why do you think ITVX exists now, mate? It's because everything is digital. And there will always be a place for tv but there's a reason why these youtubers are now being cast as presenters they're not presenters at all but there's a hope that whatever channel hires a presenter a youtube-led presenter there's a hope that they bring their audience over from youtube onto channels which i don't personally think works because i don't think the youtube audience want to see them host anything. I think they want to see their original content that they post on their YouTube. There's a reason all that kind of stuff happens. So as much as TV people might be at that event, you know, being like I am the relevant one, actually I would completely flip that on its head. I would, I would way prefer to be successful digitally than successful on TV.
2: Right. But there's a big difference here, Sam. The people who are digitally successful are self edited, they will yeah. take a billion videos of themselves, they will edit them down. That, you know, it, 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 if people know what a cut is on TV, you know, a cutaway scene or a cutaway, even a cut between two clips, it is very evident when it comes to those influencers. They can't just talk straight down the barrel, straight down the camera, straight into a the microphone. Yeah. They have to edit themselves. And it's funny because you're right, a lot of these digital people do get put on TV, do get put on radio and they can't do it because they yeah. don't know how to have a two-minute or five-minute conversation yeah. is what Roman Kemp gets jobs, and you
3: don't, Sammy boy. Uh, Johnny, honestly, that was one of the best things that I've ever done. Is the Nemesis episode? I just sat there and I was like, and the the beauty of it is, Johnny, right? Is that it doesn't even know me. <laughs> that's the fucking that's the best bit about it, mate. I mean, he does. We have met each other like briefly, but he's the nicest bloke, and that's what makes it even funnier because we've all had that person at work, right? Who like you look at at the water cooler and you just go. Guys, just going so well for you, isn't it? And he's, and, but then he'll like walk past you and be like, Hey, mate, how are you? And he just is the loveliest person. And in your head, you're like,
2: oh, I just hate you. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> <I> just... <laughs> but th- That's what the media industry does. The media industry makes it dog eat dog with agents, with publicists, with people that you work with. There's always a rivalry. And I think everyone likes to lap up the rivalry and go, Oh, you know, we've seen what they're doing. You're like, Well, if I didn't follow them on social media, then I wouldn't know. And now you've told me, now I have to seek it out and now I have to feel really bad. Thanks.
3: But, there, but there's humour in it, and that's what... Because I, I don't really ever feel bad about it, but what I do feel is, like, I find it really funny. If you can find the humour, you can find the humour in everything. Mm. There's comedy in absolutely everything, and everyone has a workplace nemesis. Like, Pete's nemesis isn't Ovi Soko, obviously, but it was really funny that, like, Ovi would come out of this meeting but like, I've just got a chop his sunglasses out, or whatever it was, and, uh, and Pete's literally sat there going... Oh, I got on with John West tuna.
2: <laughs> oh, so true, so true. Well, actually, I'm going to take that example you've given. I'm just going to uh, change it a little bit because it was bigger than that. Obi was working at, working with Gigi Hadid. Yeah. Pete was working. Wasn't Pete doing sunglasses or something? No, but, you
3: know, you know, Pete, nice. Pete was doing. A, he had a, he had a mow it yourself robot lawn mower.
2: <laughs> that's it, and he doesn't have a lawn.
3: He doesn't have a lawn. His right. agent just gave it to her dad. <laughs>
2: Let's talk about being versatile because we've both just been birthday. We've both kind of a month.
1: How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment.
2: into being 30 and so I've noticed the biggest change since I've become 30 what's your changes been like
3: I've got loads my one of my biggest ones actually since we come up to Christmas is um family time and that sounds really boring and weird because everyone likes family time but like I never really liked family time to the point I like it now where I I, I can't wait to go and see my grandparents and my cousin and and like my little nephew and all that that to me is like one of the most exciting things like I've got a tree here got presents under the tree and I'm doing it all me and my missus like I've never really had that Christmas spirit but for some reason as I've got older family time has become a lot more important to me and I think maybe after last year everything that happens Louise and stuff like that like I just I don't know I just feel like I've noticed that a lot about me how I'm more like I'm very keen to spend time with my loved ones whereas before I was just kind of like oh what loved ones are oh. And now I'm a bit more like, oh my god, like you just don't know how long you've got left with like all the people you know and love. So, so. does that mean that
2: uh next year, 2023, between me and you, man to man, boy to boy, <laughs> I've known you for what I
3: know what day. you're about to ask.
2: <laughs> yeah, of course you do, and also you know that we need press for this podcast as much as your podcast. Is the ring going on there next year?
3: You have to ask Zara that, mate, to be honest. I mean, she mate, it's not so much just coming from me, she's a very strong woman. She's you know marriage definitely doesn't define zara and she's doing a lot of stuff mate. i mean she i'm so proud of her like it, to be honest i literally look at the stuff she's doing it makes me like go yes i need to i need to kick on like she motivates me massively all the bbc has got two docs coming out this year you know she's got like another couple planned next year like she's all systems go mate and she's 26 as of this month and it's like You know, she, I don't even know if she's sitting there going, I need a ring, I want a ring, and all these kind of things. I think she's really just enjoying living her life. So it's one of those things where it will always be asked, the question will always be asked. But I I feel like we, I just know I'm going to marry her at some point. And she knows that, I think she said anyway, that she's going to accept the proposal. So, like, it just, there's just no rush. There's just no rush. And it's, you know what, it gets harder and harder each year to, be like we're just we're not you know i'm not putting a ring on it this year and then next year we'll get asked as well and everyone else is popping out babies this that and the next thing but especially for kids and stuff you know like even looking after the nephew like the little that i do you sit there and go God, i'm not ready for, for kids and, and, and stuff like that so i'm so excited by so many things that are happening mate the podcast with Pete, the radio show i'm so excited that I know we know we're going to be together, so like, why put extra stress on your plate now?
2: Obviously, turning thirty, family is really important. What about you, mentally? Have you changed as a person and your outlook on life from a mental perspective? Because I feel like in twenties, I made lots of mistakes. I learned a lot of lessons, but I always put so much pressure on myself. Of I have to be number one. I have to be the best in my job. I have to get married. I have to do etc. Like, as soon as I turn thirty, I'm like, do you know what? I'm chilled. And it's funny because I haven't had many dates in the past couple of years, COVID and whatnot. Since I've turned 30, I've had four dates, and that's only within a month. And I'm like, where the hell does that come from? But I feel like maybe it's because I've let my guard down so I've not put that pressure but I have to be settled down for 30.
3: I'll tell you what that is, mate. I think everyone says it and you don't believe it until you turn thirty. everyone goes 30 is the best year of my life, best few years of my life. Because you do start realizing who you are and you become happy with who you are like I know who I am now I'm not trying to be anyone else I, I get it like you know you're not trying to impress anyone I don't need to impress anyone I, I feel like you're in the same space where it's like well you're you're happy within you who you're happy with who you are and because of that you attract and I think that's that's how it works to be honest and I, it's funny because you I, I feel like at 30 you gotta have such a you have such an understanding of life I mean obviously you have more of an understanding at 40 and 50 and 60 but at 30 you just you sit there and you go all right I get it now like, I get it. I understand I'm not going to be a billionaire. <laughs> I understand that I'm this and that. And you sort of like accept who you are and you're not trying to fight anything. And you go, well, look, this is who I am. I'm going to be, try to be the best version of myself. I'm just going to try and do as well as I can and, and do something I enjoy. And I think when you reach that level of acceptance, that's where the happiness comes.
2: Now, look, mate, you um still, after again I, I presume it's about 10 years i've known you because we met a bunga bunga on that yeah. first business, whatever that was you still have to be paid to speak to me so the floor is yours because you still won't speak to me when you're not being paid so the floor is yours after eight so, so
3: not true by the way mate you never it's
2: asked mate how many times i said to you let's get a coffee, let's get a nando's let's meet up no 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 too busy so go on you're being paid after eight you're working with today you talk to me about christmas what, what's your study showing
3: well do you know what actually funny enough one of the best what I mean, they're gonna—they're gonna think I'm just saying this, but I'm not. One of the best jobs I've ever had coming, Matt, I've always been an after eight. Like, How
2: many boxes have they sent you for this? It's just so bad.
3: <laughs> it's so good, mate. We've gone through like three quarters of them as well. They're so Moorish. But mate, when they came in, also I find that they're like the deluxe.
2: You oh, know, yeah. you put the box out. You put the after eight's box out with the little wrap, and also because you get yeah, your- mate. And it's the it's not, Greek- like put your finger in a box.
3: It's the green, mate, and it just—it just feels so nice. And my mum's, or oh, mate, I told my mum that I got this job. She literally was over the moon, like she doesn't care about the podcast or she does, but she doesn't really care about the radio and all that kind of stuff. After eight, she's literally like, "Oh my god, send me some packs." But that you know, it's—it's, it's, and I think that's what's so great about the—I've got this role as the master of celebrations first of all i think that suits my personality quite well in our household it's one of those things where you know what time the after eight time is like the after eight time you've had your dinner you've relaxed a little bit it's not straight after dinner you've had your dinner you've had your you've had your lunch it's been a long lazy one Might have even had a bit of cheese but then like there is always you know that t- there's that time that everyone gets out the after eight box yeah here we go i'm always jolly that guy in my family which is just so cool that i I got this gig, but yeah, I'm the master celebrations, mate. We basically just want to make sure everyone celebrates, like however little or how, however small or big their Christmas is going to be. We want them to. We we want to just help people celebrate, mate, and, and 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 bring people together. And you know, we want we want joy. I think is one of the one of the main things, mate. We want togetherness. We want joy. And I think after eight is one of those things that you all get together for it's like right guys you know what time is and have the after eight now and actually we've got a little challenge as well which i think is quite fun where you basically put it on your forehead and you've got to get it into your mouth from your forehead it's How great have, Sam, that,
2: that's been going for donkeys here since i was like yeah, oh, yeah. you can't say that you've created that oh, i
3: have <laughs> <laughs> so it never no johnny I I
2: put on your head goes down your nose get it in your mouth that was a sound like game. it on
3: record <laughs> i'd like it on record that i created that game <laughs> and uh and, and it's, it says she really be called the sam challenge to be fair but um but mate dude do you know what like i actually have already made my mum do it and my mum's laughing about like the, the chocolate going like down her face and like it's just the small things mate that like that she just bring that warm fuzzy feeling actually we're talking about being 30. i think that's exactly the point of like families and togetherness and exactly what I love. So, you know, being a part of this sort of team is is, is really awesome.
2: What is the plan this Christmas? I hear you're doing a party, which again, I'm not invited to because you're not being paid to have me. So what, what's this party that I'm not invited to? Zara,
3: what- Zara thinks we're doing a party. Zara thinks we're having a party. I, I don't know where this is coming from, but like, maybe we are having a party. She was like, can you invite some of your friends? I, like, I think they're all gonna be at home for Christmas. It's, it's like, it's, I don't get it. But yeah, apparently Pete's been invited as well, and I haven't invited anybody. So she, Zara's obviously gone
2: through my phone book,
3: and 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 invited those people. But just I know you're gonna love this. Just say, segue- hold no, on, no, no,
2: hold no, on. No. So am I not in your phone book because I didn't get a text message from Zara?
3: You are in my phone book, actually. She obviously just she obviously just bounced you, mate. I'm so sorry. <laughs> John <laughs> right, <go>
2: on. <laughs> on. I don't care. I'm busy. Go but on. you know
3: what, mate? But do you know what? Just to segue back to after eight, we are all going to be doing the challenge, the Sam after eight challenge. By the way. <laughs> at that party and i'm going to video it and i'm going to put it all over the gram it's one of the best videos i'm not joking you know how seriously i take my videos of these kind of stuff right This is one of the best videos we've ever done
2: i don't know if i can ask this question but i'm going to ask it to you anyway yeah. uh obviously after and i'll just on record again after eights, i paid you for this interview you do such amazing videos when it comes to sponsored posts what's your favorite one you've done so far and you don't need to mention a brand if you're not allowed to for this but in because mm. i loved your mattress one brilliant absolutely brilliant what you did with the mattress because you really go to town you really think about the sky one was great as well that you did have like- to, mate.
3: you have to you do it all right but the thing is mate this is why like you know when you're like oh they're paying you for it and stuff like that i don't care that people know that because i like to sit there and think yeah but we i want to create an advert that can go on tv this is the point like this isn't like i'll oh, just hold an after eight box and have a photo i right, if like if we work with after eight it's first of all do i like the brand obviously second of all I do I feel like I could bring something to the advert and it's like absolutely I do and in the not too distant future I want to start an advertising agency where we create videos that that yeah they sit online but they every video we create we believe and I say we because there's a team of us we believe that they could go on tv and that sort of is what sets us apart there's a lot of love that goes into this kind of stuff I absolutely adore it it's not like a oh I'm gonna take the piss from a brand and just get them to pay me and then like ship whatever I'm shipping. This genuinely is, do I believe that I can create some content that I'm proud of, that the brand can be proud of and can I put it out there? And, and I will. And I, and I think that I will, I ne- I will never lose it because I love it, I love it, mate. And when you ask what one of my favorite videos is, and I'm not just saying this, the after a video that we made, I'm really proud of it, mate. I'm really, really proud of the video. So it's gonna be dropping quite soon.
2: Sam, there's so many episodes of him on security. And security. Also, Pete Wicks has been on there. If you'd have celebs go dating that Sam and Pete have both been on Anna has done a couple of episodes now, Paul C. Branson, Tommy Wilson, half the cast on there. There's a load of many Chelsea. Go and check them out. But most importantly, go and subscribe. So subscribe to Security Insecure and, and let people you know that you like it. So leave a five-star rating, leave a review and share it on your social media. Tag me and Salmonet it, at Security Insecure Podcast, at Johnny is where you can find me if you need to ask me any questions. And thank you so much for listening. I'm Johnny Seaford. thank you and goodbye.